0: I get a lot of calls of people asking me for help, and because I really only deal with the maximum pikuach nefesh situation, I don't do prevention, I don't deal when the kids are still in school. So a lot of calls that I get, I end up saying that I'm not the right person to help them, and the people are totally lost. So I want to just give a few tips, a few points, until you find Hadracha. Number one, very important that you find Hadracha. It's very, very important that you don't go about dealing with this on your own. Most of the time, there are things that are happening beneath the surface. Most of the time, if we look at it with just, without experience and with just the naked eye, we're going to mishandle it. Most of the time, what seems to be normal regular chinuch, And uh, interventions and theories are going to be wrong and are going to be hurtful and are going to be damaging. So do not do anything. It's a suffix. So don't do anything until you have somebody who you're going to for hadracha that's taking the reins, that that has experience and that has a responsibility, and is there for you and is going to tell you what to do. Because, first of all, you increase the odds of doing the right thing by following somebody. But even if the person gives you, Khalila bad advice, but at least you have somebody else to blame. At least you could say, well, I went to such and such person, and I followed him, and it wasn't myself. Because if you do something yourself, and you end up making the child worse, then you hurt your own child and that's very painful, and your spouse will, will be upset at you and will never forgive you if something happens to your child because of what you decided to do without experience. And it's terrible all around. Many times people don't understand how dangerous, how dangerous this situation could be. In any way, to damage your own child is, is not the right feeling that you want to have. But sometimes the damage gets really out of control. There's a story in Israel that just happened, where a boy who was struggling, right? He wasn't so terrible. You look at him, he's a very cute, nice boy. He obviously was struggling with Yiddishkeit, but he, he wasn't even so horrible looking. And he was not invited to a family simcha. And he came because he, he liked his sister and he wanted to be there. And somebody went over to him and said, You don't belong over here. Ten minutes later, he hung himself. So sometimes you don't know what you're doing and you don't realize that that person didn't mean to hurt him. He probably thought, I don't, know what, I don't know what he thought, but he didn't mean to do this. When somebody gets hit by a car and they're lying on the ground, you could mean well. You say, you know what, let me go pick him up. He's lying on the ground. But everybody will tell you the first rule is don't touch him. Don't touch him because you don't know you might paralyze him. So you have to be very careful not to do anything. Find somebody else. So in case it's hopefully it'll be right. But even if it's wrong, at least you don't have to look at yourself and say, oh, what did I do? I get so many calls of people that say we did this and we did this and we did. And each time they made their kid worse. Stop doing. Stop doing. Realize that I don't know what to do. So I'd rather do not. So some people say, so I should do nothing. But what does that mean? So you should do the wrong thing if you don't know what the right thing is and you realize that it might be the wrong thing. So doing nothing is much better than doing the wrong thing. And it says in Aleinu <laughs> L'shebeach from Rabbi Haq that Aleinu L'das in this situation and when we don't know in this Dar sometimes we don't know what to do. He says that you should know that the main thing is shaloi Kalkel. You can look it up inside. And Aleinu L'shebeach says the main thing is to know sometimes it's Sheva Al Tase and don't be the L'Yeled. You don't know. If you called me, even if I didn't take the case, means things are not paschot. And if you're going to do things, and you're going to be m'kalkil the situation, so you're going to look back and you're going to say, why did I have to do something? Because I had in my mind, what, are you going to do nothing? This is like, we have some things in our mind. There are some some things that we just have going on in our brain that don't necessarily make sense. One of those things are, you're going to do nothing? Yeah, a logical thinking person says, if I don't know, if what I'm going to do is make the situation better or worse, I will do nothing. Don't do anything. Don't make the kid worse. And many times that's the best thing to do. Many times the not doing something is actually the best way to deal with it because you don't know what to deal with, how to deal with it. And to take a kid who's suffering and struggling and there's something going on and force him to go to the next lower level and know that your fingerprints are on that, how's that going to make you feel? How's that going to make your spouse feel about you? I had a call last week. It was so sad. The guy, I spoke to him on Friday, and, I, and I, I told him, don't do anything. Don't do anything. It came Shabbos, and the kid did something, and the father got upset at him, like, like people usually do. And he didn't take my advice. He didn't take, I said, just don't do anything. Relax. Don't take action. And he went ahead and he challenged his kid. The kid got angry, went to the drawer took out his scissors, and right in front of his parents, on Shabbos, snipped off his Langa Tzachazel tapais that took 15 years to grow. And the father called me up. He said, my wife's not talking to me because she says I'm a mishigna because I was told not to do anything. And I should have known, don't push a kid who's, who's out of control. You don't know if what you're doing is right or wrong. You can't just react. And I reacted. And now my wife's parents are upset at me. And everyone who was dealing with the kid until now was telling me that I'm going to blow it. And, I, and worse comes uh, uh, past everything. Not only do I have a kid who cut off his pious, which is very, very painful, but I know that he did it right now because of something that I did. And he felt so terrible. It's very important to know that if you don't know what you're doing, don't do. It's very important to know that all those rules that are in your head about regular chinuch, they don't apply. In, in, in our minds, we have lots of rules. There, there has to be consequences. There has to be consequences in a normal child that is developing normally. You teach them beautifully about consequences. And that's how they develop properly. But if the result of your teaching consequences makes him enraged, breaking things, running out, making him worse, that means that you're not teaching him. Here's a very big chlal. We have in Yiddishkeit a religion that dictates and tells us and controls every single aspect of our life. There's a halacha for everything. How come there's no hilchus chinuch? And the reason there's no halacha on how to do chinuch is because chinuch is not really a word. How you educate a child, there is no way. There is no way to do. Chinoch is about the result. If the result of your interaction, your child, is better, you did. Chinoch. You made your child better. If the result of your action, the child, is worse, you're a failure. You can call it, it looks like chinoch, it tastes like chinoch, it smells like it's not chinoch. Now, over here, you're talking about a child that is not responding already. Imagine a car that for the last hundred red lights, it goes through, the brake doesn't work. You can't keep using the brake. You're obviously in a situation where regular chinuch is not working. And we're going to get to a little bit understanding why. But even before you understand, don't be a fool. Don't do things that don't work. Rejection is not working on the kid. Even if you don't know how to use acceptance, but rejection is not working. Getting angry is not working. Teaching consequences. I had a, a parent called me up about a kid who was suicidal, and the father was busy telling me, I'm not giving the kid money. He has to learn the value of a dollar. He thinks money grows on trees. So, Rabbi Nishaleelam, he's going through a hard time right now, now is not the time to teach lessons, and he doesn't have a problem with the dollar. He, when he's healthier, in a couple of years you'll teach him that. Teaching lessons is when the child is smiling at you, and he's interested in what you have to say. You tell him your lesson, and he goes, wow, that's interesting, and he works towards that goal. Not when you teach him a lesson causes him to pull a knife on you. Not when the teaching him a lesson causes him to storm out of the house and go smoke up. That's on you. I met a kid 18 years old. He told me he gets drunk. He's an alcoholic. You know, he gets drunk. He goes to a bar. He says, "Give me a shot." He says, "This is Lekovit, my father." Down. This is my mother. He use with a curse word. My blank mother. My blank father. My blank Rebbe. My blank. Don't be the cause to make the child worse, and then end up with a worse situation, which is causing you even more pain. So, of course, now you are in tremendous pain, and you don't know what to do. Keep your fingers off the the child. And this is what the Pshimshim Pinkus says straight out. He says that in the halacha, Rashis ba halacha that a oser lagas. If someone is almost dead, it's oser to touch him. You're not allowed to even close his eyes. You're not to do anything that can cause him any to depart any earlier. Benire harachni. Rab Shem Shempink is Paskins. The same thing, it seems to me, is somebody who is spiritually a The kid is hanging on. He's breaking all the rules. He's hardly at home. You're about to lose him. He's out of Yiddishkeit. He's falling away. He says, the first thing is, usser Legas, don't touch him. As Rabbi Yitzchak Zilbestein says, Loy Lekalkel, don't make this situation worse. Rab Chaim Kohn Paskins, that many, many times these kids end up being in a massive of suicidal... They feel like they want to die. And these kids many times, many times are pikuach nefesh. And if you're not sure, then it's called suffik pikuach nefesh. Sufik pikuach nefesh is, the halacha is, you treat the same as pikuach nefesh. So you see that your kid, something is bothering him. He's not responding normally to normal parenting. Now is not the time... To take matters into your own hand. Now is not the time to teach him a lesson about life and consequences. You knew the kid five years ago. There was no problem. All of a sudden, now, punk, Now he doesn't know about consequences. And has to be a two-way street. And it's a give and take. As if he's an enemy. He's a terrorist. You're negotiating with, with the Palestinians. You're not. He's your son. He's a Khelik <laughs> al He's your child. These kids are always, usually, usually, they have a history. As children, they were smart and they were good, and they were yummy, and they were delicious. And now they're not responding to anything, and they're, they're, they're going through depression. They're going through some kind of post-traumatic stress disorder. They're going through something that's hurting them. And on the outside, you don't even see the inside. But on the outside, it comes out with a shtickle something that looks a little bit like a rebellion, and we go crazy about the rebellion. It's like a car that's breaking down, and the hubcap comes off, and the other hubcap comes off. So you think, "Oh, we have a problem with hubcaps. No, you have a problem with a car that's falling apart. And the outer, outer layers, when they begin to become dysfunctional and fall apart, is Yiddishkeit, because that's the hardest thing to do. So they start falling apart. And there's a lot of things that you have to learn, and I'm not here to teach it to you. I'm just here to tell you that until you find somebody to guide you, please don't have regrets. Don't have blood on your hands. Don't do anything on your own. Don't do anything that you will cause the child to be damaged. Find somebody else to deal with you, and until then, don't hurt the kid. It's too dangerous. All these children who are in terrible situations, they all have stories for months or years where the parents consistently made them worse. They push them out. They call them names. They look down at them, and the result of their chinuch intervention, out of love, which is anger and frustration is love but what was the result the kid got pushed out the kid felt so uncomfortable in his house that he went looking for for, for acceptance on the street and there's so much tire on this there's so many Saka story of the chazanish. there was a father that had a son that went off the derech. and the son asked he wanted to get a car so the father said I'm willing to buy you a car I'm going to ask that you don't drive it on Shabbos the son did not agree and their relationship got even worse this is 50, 60 years ago. Kedai to buy him the car without any tanai, so that way you will have influence on him in the future. Chazanish is paskening. What about Mestaye HaLidea HaVera? What about Lifnei Iver? You're giving him a car. He's going to drive on Shabbos. The Chazanish That you can give him a car even though you know he's going to use it on Shabbos. It's kedai to keep your relationship, to keep your influence on him in the future. What does that mean to you? It means that most people who are listening to this right now, I want you to gain one thing. Realize, whoa, I never would have had that conclusion. If that's the Chazanisha's conclusion, then I'm missing a lot of information. A lot of information. There are so many stories of G'daylam that are telling us that you don't, you cannot be Merachek, a child. You only could be Makarov a child. Rebli Yashiv, who needs more than Rebli Yashiv? The greatest paisik. Okay, And he was not talking to, to, to Brooklyn or off the derech in blue shirts. He was talking in Meish Ha'arim. Ramesh Gantz asked him, What is the derech to be mechanach our children? He said, Yemin Mekareves, Yemin Mekareves, Yemin Mekareves. Three times and Yemin Mekareves, you pull them close. Acceptance. You don't reject them. And he said, But what about small doicha? He said, Maybe once in 50 years you should use small doicha, And then immediately go back to Yemin Mekareves. Rabbi Gamliel Rabinovich says, small and chayzich shift does not apply to our generation. The same thing is brought down from so many different mechanchim because it doesn't work. And something that doesn't work is not called chinuch. Chinuch has to work. If you make your child worse, the averis that they do are on your cheshbin. You are over Ive. You are over lefnei They ask the chafetz chayim. are you allowed to give food to somebody? If you know he's not going to make a bracha. You know what he answered? He said, if you give him food and he does not make a bracha, then you're over maybe, right, lifne iver on a bracha, which is a derabanan. But if you don't give him food, then you're causing him to hate you. You are over lifnei iver on a much bigger isr min of hating somebody in your heart. You're causing him to hate you. If you're causing him to hate you, you're much bigger than anything else. That's what the Chavitz Chaim said. Causing a person to hate you is an Aveira, is causing him to stumble in a much bigger Aveira than the Aveira that you're worried about that he's putting on a t shirt or he's wearing jeans or she's not so sneistic or whatever it is. There's a much bigger Aveira to worry about. So you have to be very careful over here You're in the deep water It's not a Pashat You have to realize that You have to go to das Tair Who understands this type of thing And you have to find somebody to guide you But don't decide that you are the Machanach And I'll tell you something else I'll prove it to you Because imagine that you went to your brother or your friend And you said, this is my problem What do you think I should do? And he gave you advice You know what you would tell him? You would say, wow, that sounds like, like very good advice But let me ask you a question How many kids like this did you really help? Let's go back a step. Imagine you get, you, you're told to go to a therapist, it's $500 for a consultation. You go in, you give $500 to him and he tells you, I think you should make a rule, a consequence, a boundary, rejection, whatever it is. And you say, okay, I'm, I'm giving you $500, I'm just curious, did you ever actually help anybody? And he says, no, no, you're my first client. You say, what am I giving you, $500? I'm giving you $500, I'm your first client, you never actually helped anybody? So now take the money out of the picture. You're in a bad situation. Your life and your health is being affected and your whole family is being affected. Would you take advice from somebody who never helped anybody? And yet that's what we do. You're going to ask your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law, a guy in shul, the buchum, the chavr, the da, 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 and all the yentas are going to give you information. Just ask them one second. One, one thing. Did you ever actually help anybody? How many people did you give this advice to and were you around to see what happens? What if they give you advice and it makes the kid worse? You're going to go to them, the kid's worse. What are they going to say? "Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Or they'll say, oh yeah, of course he's worse. You see that? You can't do anything with such a kid. You have to lock him out of the house. I have so many people calling me that they were advised to lock a kid out of the house who is one-tenth of the cases that I deal with and none of the parents that come to me are locking their kids out of the house and they have no need to because they learned how to deal with it. And for that one-tenth... Of the Agma nefesh, of the, of the severity. People are saying, yeah, you got to lock them out. They're so little skilled. you got to find people with skill. But don't take advice from anybody who has not been successful in guiding people. Does that make any sense? You're lost on a highway. You call up somebody, and it gives you directions. You say, by the way, did you ever? No, I have no idea. I have no sense of direction. What is this? Would you take business advice? You care about your business, and the guy tells you, I think you should invest $50,000 in advertising. I think it will increase your sales. Wow, that's a really good idea. Before I invest $50,000, let me ask you a question. How many businesses have you actually advised and helped? None. Would you go ahead and make that investment? So think for a second. Are you willing to go ahead and invest your family's future in the advice of people who have no experience, including yourself? Everybody gives their own personal feelings so much more credit. You're just the same as the other guy who doesn't know what he's doing. Don't hurt your family because you don't know what to do. Get bruches, go for advice, find somebody, or do nothing. But let's, do, let's understand the basics. The basics are that the big people in this field have said that most of the kids who are acting dysfunctional and rebelling have gone through a major trauma. That is a fact that has been verified by the people working with the kids, not the people in the pizza shop or in the children place or in the mikveh. This is the people who are working for over 10 to 20 years with hundreds and hundreds of kids have uncovered that most of them have gone through a major trauma. Almost most of them have gone through a sexual trauma under the age of 10. They never tell, I'm not going to get into the details now why, I'm just telling you the facts, they never tell. You can look uh, online in different places and get books. You can speak Dr. Pelkovitz, and everybody will explain to you. They don't tell, and there's no way to know. And they're not going to tell, and if you ask them, you could push it further into them for two, three years. So don't say anything. But just understand, this sugya, the sugya of kids who are leaving the fold, thousands of them, yes, the people working with them will verify that most of them have gone through a major trauma, many of them sexual abuse. Now... You look at the kid, you see the kid is not responding normally. There has never been a kid that we've met that has gone litarbus raw That they used to be sweet and nice and now they're angry and upset and they're not going to conform. There's no Taiva for that. I get calls of kids who are drinking, to, 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 to going out of control, they're numbing their mind. They come up with a movie, we take away the movie. You know why they want movies? Because movies is the best way for them to numb their brain because they can't think of the pain that's inside of them because of trauma. They have panic disorders. They have post-traumatic stress disorder. They have a lot of stuff that you may not know about for five, until five years from now. But understand, this is your child. They don't turn bad. They want to be good. They try to be good. They're going through something difficult. They're going through a really hard time. And they're suffering inside. And, you, and if you learn how to look at them, you'll see the pain. So understand that this is not somebody who forgot how to be good, and you have to be very careful. There's hundreds of other ma'amari Khazal to explain this to you. The purpose of this, of this speech is to tell you, please don't take matters into your own hands. You'll end up for sure hurting your child, which will cause you more pain yourself, because the situation will get worse, and then you'll have nobody to blame but yourself. So please make sure that you don't do that. Make sure you find somebody who has over 10 years' experience in helping you, and that you listen to what they say. And of course, you have to daven and get brachas and do all of that. And now I'm going to add a few pieces of Chazal and Mamarim that I think will be helpful for you. First of all, we know that Yaakov Avinu on his deathbed gave Musa to Ruvain. And Rashi asks, why did he wait so long? Reuven did something. You know how, how much earlier the, the, the terrible thing that Reuven did was? It was 45 years earlier. So Yaakov waited 45 years to give Musa to Reuven. So Rashi asks, brings out a medrash, why did he wait 45 years? And you know what Rashi says? You know what the medrash says? Because he was worried that Reuven had an uncle, Esav. Isn't that amazing? Yaakov was the perfect person. Yaakov Avinu Loy Mace, the biggest tzaddik. He wasn't going to scream and yell. He was going to give the perfect Musa in the right way. And who is he giving it to? He's giving it to the Bechayar of the shvatim. and we can't even imagine how perfect, how holy he is. And the fact is, the fact is that he was worried. Still, he's going to feel rejected from me a little bit. And there's something called an external circumstance. We are not good at that. External circumstance. I got to think about it. There's an Ace of, maybe he's going to see him and he's going to say, hey, Rubes, what's the matter? Why are you feeling so down? Well, my father chewed me up. He's angry at me. I always screw up. I'm such a letdown. Hey, Rubes, you know, come on. He's too too tough on you, this guy. You're never going to make him happy. You know what? The guys are going out tonight. Maybe you want to come with me. Yaakov says maybe he's going to hook up with Uncle Esav. Ruvain. I don't want to lose him. A little, little, tiny chash. I'm going to hold my tongue for 45 years. How long do we hold our tongues? The kids are surrounded today not by one Ruvain, not by one Esav, by thousands of Esavs that they're surrounded by. And we just go and talk and look down at them and hurt them and do things. You gotta be careful with the rejection because it doesn't work. And it's too dangerous in today's day and age to go ahead and to do that. <laughs> the Novomitsk Rebbe said of Art from Pshischa. It says in <laughs> the Taychicha, Tachas Ashele Yavadatas b'simcha. Frecht the velt. that's, what do you mean you should say, Key. What's tachas So he explains that if you see somebody you should know that there is a tachas. There is a reason. There's something under it. There's a reason why he's being forced to act out in this way. Hibshimshin <coughs> David Pink has said many years ago. <laughs> In our day, there are many people who are waiting anxiously for a from child to escape from our life. They are prepared to give this poor child all the warmth and acceptance and love that he is dying for. And he said that over 10 years ago. Today, there are literally thousands of asovs just waiting for your child to feel slightly disenchanted with you and with Yiddishkeit. And that's why it's not about if you're right. It's not about putting your foot down. It's not about teaching consequences. You have to be practical. You have to learn from, a, from Yaakov Avinu. If there's even a tiny risk that by your, by your action your intervention, your chinuch, your parenting, that you might cause the child to end up feeling slightly rejected from you, which might cause him to get closer to the bad kids, it is nisht ois and therefore wrong to do. <laughs> Nip and Russell suggests that it's even possible that you might be oiver lefnei placing a stumbling block before a blind man. When you challenge a child with an impulse disorder in pain, since this literally forces him to react in a bad way, When he feels threatened, you caused this sweet soul to feel intense pain and react with such chutzpah. And then you get angry and punish him for being chutzpah. I've dealt with many families Had a family where the son was so enraged that he punched his father and broke his father's jaw. He punched his mother in the stomach and said, I'm going to kill you and your baby. She was pregnant. You would say this guy, if you can imagine him in your mind, must be the biggest rush in the world. He wasn't. They didn't handle it correctly, and they caused him. This is the only time he was ever violent because of what they did to him, the way they made him feel. He never, ever hurt anybody. I ended up working very closely with him for years, and now Baruch Hashem is living at home. They're all best friends. They made up, and they realized that they were dealing with him in a way that caused him to be so horrible. He never would have done that if he wasn't feeling intense, enormous pain from them. So are they wrong for what they said? They're wrong for the way they dealt with him because they caused him to do something terrible. <laughs> Nesiva Shalom says, If you see a young or adolescent child is acting out in a morally corrupt way, internet, pornography, having a boyfriend, girlfriend, lack of tzniahs, hanging out with bad friends, not caring about halacha, exactly what we're dealing with. Zavta Nesiva Shalom, he wrote Nesiva Chinuch, he was the master mechanach of the generation. He was a chsid for those who don't know, but he was on the Me'atz Kedeli and Ribshach was very close to him. Ribshach he said he's the misil-shyasharim of our generation. So he was accepted by everybody in all, all fields. When you see this happening, harizeh kamoi sheparetzes l'neged e'neinu sreifa ruchnis. It's like watching a spiritual fire break out right in front of us. If you're going to try to douse it using hatred or physical beating him or looking down at him and making him feel terrible That's like trying to extinguish a fire with gasoline Most of the explosions are because the parents are dealing with this wrong How do you know it's wrong? Because look what happened If you would have not dealt with it even if you don't know the right way, if you don't do the wrong thing, you wouldn't have had that explosion. You wouldn't have pushed the kid to do that. We're going to be learning now from a sefer called Meiret Zedek. This is a sefer that was written from drushes that were given by the Rosh Hashiva, Rebbe Vram Yaakov Akhoyin Pam, the Rosh Hashiva of Torah Vadas Zatzal. In Meiret Tzedek page, Kuf Samach Gimel, Shaila, they asked him a question, Mayasu Ahoyrim, what should parents do when they have a child in their teenage years that is a meirid, he's a rebel. And he refuses to go in the right path when it comes to the of Yerush Hashem. This is exactly what we're seeing today. What do we do when a child is refusing and he's rebellious? He's not listening, he's going off the derech. He answers as follows. This is a question that comes up very often This is a problem that comes up in homes The best homes The nicest, finest homes Especially when a child reaches the teenage years Especially it hits home usually most of the time, when a child is between 13 and 20, which is a difficult age, gil a very difficult age, and many times, it's the time, the age, when there's like a, a fork in the road, where they pick a path, and there are those that do a bad turn. And I have seen, Dr. of Pam, I have seen two approaches to deal with this. I've seen two approaches to this problem that happened to beautiful families. And they each had a child that was 15, 16 years old and for whatever reason, the child lost Cheshik to learn, became very negative about Yiddishkeit and the whole anhaga, the whole way that he acted went down, 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 was facing downward. And in one time, one case, one of the families dealt with it this way. The parents lost all of their patience. Shlo They said, there's no way for us to tolerate this anymore. We can't deal with this. They threw him out. this, this path, this thing that happened, didn't end well at all. It wasn't pretty. What happened in the end? Because of the way that the parents dealt with this, after that, he went down, down, down. And this way that they dealt, that the way that the parents dealt with the child, it became like his excuse. He went down and down and down because he said, My parents threw me out. I'm free to do whatever I want. They, they cut the cord, they cut the ksharim. So he's homeless. He has nobody to, no reason why should I try? He felt that my parents don't care about me anymore. And the cause of that feeling, that caused him to go down, down. The parents lost all touch with the child. The was out of touch. Until today, he never came back to Yiddishkeit. That was one approach. From the other side. I saw a family with a very similar situation. And they had something called patience. Not that this is easy. Nobody should be tested with such a problem. It's a daily pain. It's bitter like death. It's bitter like death when parents see their child they see this child that had the ability the potential to be a tachshit and now he's going down, down, down bad friends and he's turning away from Yiddishkeit this thing is a bitter pill it's a bitter pill and it's hard to swallow it's awesome it's terrible it's horrible horrific but still but this family this second family that he's talking about they had patience and they tried through different ways back doors different people to try to make a kesher with the kid to deal with him. Shum <speaking> no Eva. It's not just that one family said, get out of here, and the second family had Savlonis that will we hate you, but we're not going to throw you out, we'll be patient with you until you're normal again. No. It wasn't just Savlonas. Zakter of Pam, this Mishpachlir Asame Oylum libnam Shum Eva has shum Tiskoil. They never looked at him with hate. With disgust. Wow, how hard that is. Boy comes in without a yarmulke, jeans, ripped t-shirt, tank top, necklace, tray, girlfriend, drugs. The kid was going doing what all these kids do. And they never looked at him with hate. They never compared him and said that, I can, I'm disgusted from you. What did they do? Raktiplu Bazois, They were metapal with him. They treated him. Kamoisha metaplim b'machla oiveres. They dealt with him like you deal with a passing illness. Uchidugmas ish sheyeshle machla gufnis rachman lutzlon. Similar to a person who's not physically sick, shehatzarhu neira. It's takah terribly painful. Va'oysem kol mashia efsirn. You do everything that you can. U'mespalim and you daven. U'mekavim l'toyv you wait and you hope for good. <laughs> Rav says this is the same thing with this machla. It's a sickness, and they dealt with it like a sickness. It's painful, but it's going to pass. So what happened in the end? Besoyf soif. At the end of the day, here gish hanal. This bacher felt kirva a closeness to his mishpacha u'lfikach and therefore, when he got older and he was able to take control, he started thinking. He was able to get back to himself. I know kids, that they tell me... I met a kid who was 17 years old. He was on the street for three years. He tells me, in the last three years, I did crazy things. I, I, I wasn't even thinking. I have no. I didn't have the, the faculty. I didn't have the brains. Why was I stealing? Why was I stealing cars? Why was I doing drugs? I was in such trauma. I was suffering, and I was in pain, and I felt so much... They don't even know what they're doing. When he got older, at the end of the day, he recognized. He realized that his place that fits for him is in the derech of his house. And he turned around. At the end of the day, takes many years. He made a turnaround for good. He went to Eretz Yisrael, the parents went with him, and he went, they were misadhering him to go to a certain yeshiva. And he became, And he did a beautiful And he did a beautiful shidduch. And today he's from the Chosheva B'nai Torah. You can't compare different Matzavim. But the results of these two approaches, it certainly shows us that the right way is with patience. And also at the same time, to work with the kid as much as you can. And I know, I recognize many matzavim that are similar. And I'm always getting this question. What do we do with this kid? Yell, scream, You can't do this in my house. You got to dress up, put on a yarmulke in my house. We have rules in this house. What do I do? And I always say, tisnagu bisavlonos deal with patience fa endoverza kaw it's not easy zemach if it hurts Aval tisnagu bisavlonos be patient with your child loy lizrak isai loy lizrak isai don't throw him away But loy lid i always tell parents don't do something that the result is that he's worse khinokh has to work you're in a situation that you don't know what works. Make sure that what you do doesn't push him out. But he says even more than that. Not just, don't say, get out of my house. Not just, don't push him away. Don't abandon your child. Deal with him with good. With patience. The helfen. Mamish clear hadracha, clear hadracha from Pam. Fighting, arguing, screaming, yelling, making the kid feel that these people don't like me. I don't want to be home. The walls are full of hatred to me. That pushes the kid out. To snagu b'savlonos, get control of yourself. Have patience. Deal with him with kindness. Don't push him away. Don't force him out. And don't abandon your child. Deal with him, betoiv, with good. Deal with him the way that we want the Ebeshtid to deal with us, even though we're not so perfect either. We want Savlonos. We want Kael, Erech Rav Chesed ve'emes. No, it's a chesed la'alofim. No, you say, Vafesha. Who is this for? The tzaddik doesn't need all this. Hashem Machet, Ani Hashem After that Hefsiq between the two words of Hashem and Hashem, Ani Hashem Machet, that person doesn't need Yudgimumid Sarachim. But then there's another Hashem. And that Hashem has to deal with people Akherachet. And the Mufarshem say, even before Chuva. So Hashem has to add on to himself, Yudgimu midserachim. Hashem says, Fine, it's Akarachet, I'll be a Kael, I'll be a Rachum, I'll be a Chanon, I'll be an Erachapayim. Raf chesed ve'emes. No, chesed look up in the time of what he says these things mean. Sometimes the Eivishter knows that we have to get punished based on, who, on, on we're bad, we're losing. And the E-bishter looks for our grandchildren. He doesn't look at future Averis, but he looks at future Zchusim to bring it for us now when we need it. We're going to have an it says, Avram was from the Kifsh and Bischus Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov wasn't even born. But the Abishta goes ahead and he looks ahead what is this guy going to do in the future? What is Enikloch going to do in the future? The Elisha is always there. We do Averis. We do Averis with the, with the money and the time and the effort and the life and the energy that Hashem gives us. We should be zapped immediately. ovoin It says in the Svar HaKto that when we sin, we create mashchisim, Malachi hechavala. And they want to come and kill us. And Kishem that the, just like the Kulay, just like the Ebishtah gives parnasa and food for everybody, the Ebishtah has a problem. He sees these Malachi Chavala want to eat us up. He gives them some money, some food, some sustenance, whatever they need, so they don't eat us up until we do Tshuva. ovoin, all the sliches we beg Hashem. We're bad. You're good. Please have rachmanus. The Sfarim teaches us that it's mida keneged mida. If we don't have rachmanus on our children, how could we expect Hashem, our Father, to have rachmanus on us? The Bermaim Chaim, the Hillel Gubermaim Chaim, or Chaim Chernovitz, the, the author of the Shabas. Shabbos, he had a child that was Kalman. He was mechal Shabbos beferhesia. Can you imagine the big Rebbe al Shabbos and his son is smoking on Shabbos? And he treated him with respect, with kaved, b'toyv, b'chesed. And the chasidim asked him, what are you doing, Rebbe? Why are you treating him like this? He's an oisvarf, a bum, a rebel. Why are you treating him so nicely? And he said, because every morning he wakes up and he wrote a tefillah, and you should find the tefillah. K'ashekom mitasa. he would get up in the morning before he'd and he would say, Rebbeinu Shalaylam, look at how I have a son, it's not doing what I want him to do. He's not going the right path. But I give him rak toivah I'm on him, only good. Rabbi Yishalayim, you also have children that are not doing so good. If I could do it, you can do it. He was twisting the Rabbi Yishalayim's arm, Kavayachol. Rabbi if I can do it, you can do it. Give them, be mashpi on them, even if they don't deserve it. And learn the from me. If I can do it, then you can do it. We have to have rachmanus on our children. Hashem will have rachmanus on us.